Okay, everyone, I'd just like to welcome everyone along to our second uh, live event. It's the 16th of April 2020. And um, last week was obviously being our first one. So I just had to kind of give people a quick overview of what we're going to go through today. For everyone that's here uh, listening or if everyone that's um, listening to this as a current event or an audio event afterwards, we do have some slides that are being displayed, but every element of those slides will be called out. So there's they're more a visual cue for me just to remind me what to say. Um, <clears throat> and they're not necessary to digest the presentation. So um, we'll go give you some uh, a quick hello and remind you who's on the call. I'd also like to run through some feedback we got from the event last week. Uh, just a reminder as well of some of the NCBI Labs technology services available from the NCBI. Uh, this week we've got three topics to go over. Um, Android accessibility overview. We're going to do a talkback quick tips piece on Android. And we're also, um, one which I'm quite excited about is using SkyGo with voiceover. And that's where one of our AT, our AT technology trainers sets up and installs SkyGo with voiceover exclusively. Um, then we're obviously, there's questions and answers and we'll wrap up uh, towards the end. We're probably going to hit somewhere around the one hour mark today. Um, so hopefully you can all um, uh, you can you can all have some ha have some time and grab a coffee I suppose and and, and relax and enjoy it. As I said, uh, really huge thank you for those people that sent us feedback last week. Overwhelmingly positive, which is great. Did get some people that 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 had a couple of things to point it out, and we have taken all of your feedback on board, and we we will um, try our best to overcome those pieces. So. Um, if you want to just go back one slide there, Sean, just want to continue on the feedback piece. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, just in general, just to let everyone know, so any of the visual cues that are on the screen, I will be calling out today. So there's no need to uh, be able to see the, see the screen. As I said, it's just more of a, a reminder for, for me. We split the topics today into the Android piece, which is um, uh, an overview of Android, and it's uh, suitable for people with low vision. And then we have two pieces which are purely on voiceover, which would be so suitable for people that have no vision. So you also have the opportunity to listen into those pieces as a separate piece online and we'll be sending out a technology um, update or a technology newsletter giving people details of how that they can listen into these pieces after the fact. Uh, a couple of people have also asked us if these will be available in entirety. Um, so we're, we're going to be adding all of this content to the NCBI YouTube channel and we hope to have today's session and the previous session and all the elements of those sessions pushed online towards the end of the week. So once they're up, um, we will be posting those links to our Facebook page. Or if indeed, why don't you not take this opportunity to subscribe, click that bell on um, on our YouTube channel. Just search, search for NCBI. Thanks, Sean. Firstly, I'd just like to kick off by giving a huge warm welcome to everyone that's joined us today. A uh, quick reminder that there is an ability for you to answer uh, questions during the event and um, this is a live event so we are learning a little bit as we go each week and we hope to make this um, these live events better week on week and um, also as well is that it, 
the opportunity to interact with the event because of the nature of these is limited. And why, why we've done that is it allows us to convey as much information as possible. One of the things I wanted to point out to guys is if you want us to cover a specific topic, we are doing this for our, our service users of the NCBI. So any topics that you do want to um, do want us to uh, cover on a live event or a future live event, just email, email labs at ncbi.ie and we will be able to add them to your list. So introducing myself, my name is Kyron O'Mahony. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for NCBI. Uh, we also have here with us um, supporting me today and uh, the brains of the operation. We have the labs, members of the NCBI Labs Technology Trainers with Sean Duran, who's controlling uh, all of the presentation and functionality today. JP Corcoran, who is going to uh, doing one of your demos today, and Daniel Dunn, who's going to be monitoring all of your questions that are coming in. And just to emphasize again, please do send in those questions. Hugely important as well is just to let everyone know NCBI continues to be open during the COVID-19 crisis, and we have a brand new helpline, as I mentioned last week. Please do uh, get in contact with NCBI if you do need support. It is 1850-33-43-53. That's 1850-33-43. 4353. Or if you need any further information on any of NCBI services, don't hesitate to get in contact. We are here to support you. It's info at ncbi.ie. So uh, as a reminder, this event is all about technology and uh, some of the services that NCBI offer. So technology, in our view, is the single biggest enabler to someone with sight loss. And I firmly believe that myself as as someone with uh, limited sight. So the services that we provide from the technology um, arm of NCBI, the technology arm of NCBI is called NCBI Labs. We offer a technology support line, which you can call us and we will support you and your family members on any piece of technology or equipment that enables you to live, uh, live your life. Uh, we also provide technology sales for, for both mainstream and assistive technology. So please do get in contact with us if you need any information. Uh, we will offer you uh, <clears throat> an impartial view on, on what technology would be best suited for you. We also do technology training one to one. So if any of the tra training that we do in a live event or indeed any area of technology that you need support on, please do get in contact with us via the National Helpline and we will arrange a one to one session with a member of our technology training team. We're going to be doing these technology trades training of uh, live events once a week for the forthcoming future. Um, as long as you're interested in them, we will continue to do them. As I said, if there's any topics that you'd like us to cover, please do email labs labs at ncbi.ie. We're also kicking off um, this week and last week um, virtual technology support groups around the country. These will be regionally based and we'll be announcing more on them soon. Um, the, the technology support groups have kicked off in the Midlands and also Cork so far, and we're gradually going to be rolling them out nationwide. So do, um, do get in contact with us if you uh, want any more information. Okay, so first up today we have uh, <clears throat> an Android accessibility overview. So this, this overview is suitable for people with uh, low vision and it's also giving you, uh, excuse me, it's all also giving you a sense of all of the features and the accessible features for Android. So we're covering off 
all features, those features that will cover uh, low vision uses and some that will cover um, uh, those specific to people with sight loss. We also, as well, uh, just after this, we'll do um, a shorter session exclusively on, on TalkBack for, 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 for people with, with no vision. So uh, do, uh, do stay in tune for that one. Okay, so I'll, I'll kick off uh, um, uh, Jude. Um, and his Android accessibility overview. So just bear with me a moment as we uh, as we kick off our switch over control. So you've seen what Apple devices can do in terms of accessibility, how you can use those accessibility features to, to get the most out of your Apple iPhone or your Apple iPad. But how do Android devices stack up against that in terms of accessibility features? Well, actually not too bad. We're going to have a quick run through the accessibility features that are available on an Android device. Now, Android devices can be a little bit different from each other. So if your device doesn't look exactly like this, don't worry too much. Uh, we're using a Huawei P20 Lite. That's the device we're using. And the Android version is Android version 9. So that's Android Pie. So we're going to go into the settings on my screen. It's at the bottom right here. You should be able to see what I'm tapping on at any given time uh, using just the, the mirror here. But hopefully you'll also see on the side of the screen uh, a little bit more in detail what I'm seeing on my screen. So let's go into the uh, accessibility features and we do that by going into settings at the bottom right on my screen. It's a, a picture of a, a kind of a cog or a gear. That's the settings icon. So I go into there and I'm looking for something that tells me about accessibility. And on my phone, I see it under smart assistance. So the information below talks about accessibility. So let's tap on that. And again, the first one at the very top actually is accessibility. So let's go into accessibility features. And here we have our list of all the different things that are available to help us make full use of the iPhone. OK, so let's have a, a quick uh, overview of what each of these does. First of all, we've got TalkBack. What's TalkBack? Well, as the name implies, TalkBack gives you a verbal feedback of what's happening on the screen. Let's give you a bit of a demonstration here. So if I tap on TalkBack, we have a toggle switch at the top right here, which allows me to turn TalkBack on or off. And uh, we have some information here as well. Now, if you're playing around with this, uh, please do read the information first because you'll need to know how to turn off the talkback feature. It changes the way you use your phone. So please do read the about section. So let's turn on talkback. And we have. I'll just make sure my volume is up and we have the uh, notification here, various permissions that we need to grant for it to be able to work. You can review that yourself. I'm going to tap on OK. So talk back. back on. Talk back. So talk back is now on. You will have heard the uh, feedback that I got there. And uh, now I'm able to actually hear what's going on on the screen. Now, just as a little bit of a demonstration of that, I'm just going to show you my home screen. Home button. And you'll notice there Huawei home. that when I went into the home button, I tapped on it once and it gave me a description of it. It didn't actually go to the home page straight away. It gave me a description of what I was on and I had to double tap 
to actually get into the home screen. And that's the kind of general rule of thumb here. There's a lot of different controls we could use here, but the basic ones are that I swipe right or left to move through different items on the screen and I double tap on the screen to activate uh, a particular icon. So, for example, if I tap then here at the bottom right. Instagram, double tap to activate, double tap and hold to long press. It tells me exactly what I've tapped on, but it doesn't open it up. If I want to move from there, because uh, TalkBack gives me verbal feedback, it doesn't depend on me seeing the screen. It doesn't matter where I swipe or where I tap on the screen. If I swipe to the right. Folder exercises. It just moves on. Double to the tap next to item. activate. Folder music. Zoom. Double tap to activate. Double tap and hold to long press. So we get uh, that feedback. Uh, all the time as to where I am on the screen, but also an instruction there of what I need to do to be able to activate it. And the same works if I'm going to the left. Folder music, folder, T-E-A-N-G, folder, food, folder, remote. Double so tap time, to activate, double tap and hold to long press. So each time I'm getting the feedback and uh, it's telling me to double tap to long press. So I'm just going to move quickly onto settings. I'm going to go back and turn off the talkback feature and move on to the next item. Folder, 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 Instagram, folder, exercise, folder, music, Zoom, podcast guru, settings, double tap, settings, sounds, do not disturb, ringtone, vibrate, in list, 18 items. So again, I want to get back to accessibility, so I'll just go through the same kind of uh, route that I went earlier, just using the swipe to the right or the left, double tapping to activate, and we'll move in, we'll turn off the talk back feature. Notif apps, battery, stock, digital, ba security, smart assistance, smart assistance, smart search, accessibility, accessibility, except more of audio, talkback on. When talkback is on, talkback, talkback, tick switch, alert, stop talkback, touching OK will stop, can OK, talkback off. Here we have it, so talkback is off now. And uh, we're back into our settings, so I'll just press back here. We're back into our accessibility settings. OK, so moving on from the talkback feature, let's move on to select to speak. Now, select to speak is almost like a scaled down version of talkback, whereas talkback will give me feedback on the context of where I am at any given point. It'll also read things. It'll also tell me what I need to do to activate a button, for example, so we get instructions back as well. Select to speak is a lot more simple. Select to speak will simply read out uh, something that's on your screen. So let's turn this on. And we have some notifications again. We'll press OK to accept those. And uh, the main difference to my screen at the moment is just purely that at the very bottom right of my screen, just down here, we've got an extra icon. You might not see that too clearly in the mirror, but you, you might see it on the uh, bigger version on the side of your screen. And uh, the icon that's there now is a picture of a person standing up with their arms open. And uh, that's really the only visual difference I see on the screen. But the difference that it makes here is when I tap on that button, I get a small toolbar up here. And as soon as that's up, it allows me to select to speak. So I can select either a button or I can select some text and it will read out to me. So let's select a button. Let's uh, select one label here. More settings. So you will have heard it saying more settings. 
So we're getting it to read out. Now, interestingly, as soon as it's read out once, then the toolbar disappears. Select to speak works once on a button and then it disappears. It's a kind of one use sort of thing. And the reason for that is that obviously once you've read it out, you might want to actually use the button. So if I tap on it now, it doesn't read it out. It actually lets me use the button. So let's go back again and uh, we're back into select to speak. And just to see another element of how it works, uh, we can also read sections of text. Now, we might not see exactly where the text is, but so long as we have a rough idea of a block of text, for example, we can just tap and drag our finger across an area of text and it'll read out to us. So just as an example of how it does that, I'm going to tap somewhere in the middle. Sorry, I'll turn on the select to speak first down here, then tap somewhere along the middle and drag along. And as soon as I release, when select to speak is on, you can tap specific items on your screen to hear them read aloud. And I'll just stop that for a moment. So you notice there that it went to the start of the sentence and it read all the way across the end of the line, even though that was outside the box that I selected. It kind of takes a bit of a common sense approach to this so that it's going to start from the start of a sentence and read the whole thing for us. So that's select to speak. Let's turn that off and uh, we'll go back out to our accessibility menu. Now, text to speech is simply the kind of governing um, settings that apply to both talkback and select to speak. So when we have the voice that's coming out there, we have the option to change the speech rate, make it faster or slower, change the pitch of the voice as well, and a couple of other settings. But whatever we change there in text to speech, well, that's how either talkback or select to speak will talk from then on. Just finally on this audio section, just a, a quick word on mono audio and captions. Both of these are settings that are designed for somebody who might be a little bit hard of hearing. So mono audio, it takes away the stereo setting on any device. So some devices will play back in stereo. And basically what that means, obviously we're kind of used to the term stereo, but it splits the audio channel so that if you've got two speakers, for example, you will have some sounds coming out of the left hand side, some some sounds coming out of the right hand side. And that can sound quite good uh, if you're looking for that stereo effect. But of course, if you've got more difficulty in hearing from one side than from the other, then there might be actually uh, elements of, of the audio that you're missing. So mono audio just combines both channels into into uh, one channel so that what you're hearing from either left or right speaker is exactly the same and you won't be uh, um, missing anything that's coming out. Captions as well is uh, likewise to assist if we're having uh, difficulty hearing what's playing in a video. For example, if captions are on, you'll have captions that says uh, preview here. Captions will look like this, but you've got text size and caption style white on black here. We could change those around to make the captions look a little bit different. Uh, it's not 100% this, uh, at least not in my testing, um, but it can be very useful when it works. So they're the main things around audio, but let's just move on very quickly into uh, visual, the visual settings here. Now, just in, in this uh, section, in this overview, we'll just focus uh, first of all on magnification because this is quite a powerful one. So on magnification, if I go into magnification here, 
Similar to TalkBack, it actually changes the way that my phone works to a degree. Now, you won't notice that straight away. I'm going to turn it on here. And nothing's too different. I can still tap on back and it works properly. My phone is still working relatively well. But as you'll notice from the uh, information here, we can activate our magnifier now by um, tapping three times on the screen. So three times quite fast. And it turns on a magnifier. Now this largely, it's like looking at a page through a magnifying glass. You're not seeing the whole page through that magnifying glass. So you need to move the magnifier across your page to be able to see it properly. Now swiping up and down and left and right already has a particular control on, on uh, smartphones. So we need to have a different control and that is using two fingers. We can scroll across, we can use, uh, basically we're moving the magnifier to see a different part of the screen that was already up there. And uh, if we want to make it bigger, we can pinch out and that makes it bigger and it holds that setting or we can pinch in and that will reduce the magnifier. And again, to turn it off again, triple tap and it's off. Uh, to turn off the, the overall feature here, let's just turn off magnifier and we'll come back out of that. So what other accessibility features do we have under the visual adding here? Well, two particularly useful, useful ones are color inversion and high contrast text. Now, both of these are really aimed at somebody who maybe might have a, a vision impairment, but you don't necessarily need to make something bigger. Maybe your vision impairment is such that actually what you need to do is change the color display in some way or boost the contrast in some way. Now, just to start with high contrast text, this is quite an easy one to uh, to just highlight here, because as you're looking at the screen here, you'll notice that under color inversion, you might see this on the larger screen on the side. Under color inversion, it has a little bit of information about it. It says may affect performance. And that information is in gray instead of in black. Now, gray can be a little bit harder to see against the white background. Similarly, just under advanced visual effects. You have the same thing here. Color, blur and shadow is the information underneath. It's in grey. Well, that kind of grey text can be quite hard to see on a white background. So high contrast text just changes it purely to a black or a white, something that gives you high contrast to make sure that you see it. So let's turn that on and you'll notice that these uh, pieces of information that were in grey before have now been put into black text. So that's what that one's about. Color inversion similarly uh, provides a, a visual impact. It's not necessarily um, making the, the screen bigger or making text bigger, but it's just changing the colors uh, that the screen is presented in. So let's have a look at this. Uh, if I turn that on, we have our color inversion. And now instead of black on white, we had an awful lot of white there. If we suffered from glare, maybe that was a bit of an issue. Now we have white on black, so the majority of the screen is black. And again, that might help our acuity. We might be able to make our way around the screen a little bit easier now. So let's just turn that off. OK, so we've skipped over a couple of uh, features there in the visual settings. Some of them wouldn't necessarily apply to us all the time. Uh, they might be used in particular circumstances, such as large mouse pointer, while you have the possibility of connecting a mouse to Android devices. Um, but if you're not doing that regularly, you won't necessarily need to worry about this 
particular setting, but you have the option to make the mouse pointer larger so that it's more visible on the screen. So let's move then to interaction control. Now, the first one that I want to just highlight here is the accessibility shortcut, because this can be very useful if you're finding one of the other accessibility features to be useful. Instead of having to go through all of your settings menus, finding the particular feature, turning on the toggle switch, there's an easier way to turn on or off that feature. You can assign it to the accessibility shortcut. Now let's just go in here and uh, you see that you've got toggle switches here and you've also got a select feature just below. And the information at the top tells us how this works. After the accessibility shortcut is enabled, you can press and hold the volume up and down buttons for three seconds to activate the feature you selected below. So the volume up and down on my device is on the side here, and uh, I'm going to have to press those together for three seconds to be able to turn on or off the, uh, the feature that I want. So I need to, first of all, make sure that this accessibility shortcut itself is turned on. So we get our notification, I'll press OK there. And we also want to assign it to one of the features that we find particularly useful. When I tap on the one over here, I get a list of all the different ones that we might use. So maybe Talkback was particularly useful to me and I could tap on that and that will turn Talkback on for me. So let's try that. Again, we get our uh, notifications here. I'm going to click on OK and uh, we'll come back out of this. And I'll press and hold the volume keys on the side, I press and hold up and down together. Talk back on. And talk back is now on. We can verify that by sweep, sweeping right or left. Navigate up button. Double tap to more options. Accessibility, touch and hold. Click when cursor stops off. Double tap to activate. So we can hear this uh, talkback is working there. If I want to turn it off again, same thing again. So volume up and volume down. Let's just press and hold. Talk back off. And we get the confirmation to talk back is off. So that's a particularly useful one. Again, if we move down just to the uh, very end of the interaction control here, we have power button ends call. So again, it's making use of the physical buttons that are on the side of the phone here to uh, make it a little bit easier to to use some of the features on the phone. So when we're making a phone call, usually we'd have to press the red button to hang up, and that's a, a visual uh, button on the screen. Um, but we can use the power button to end the call. So again, we would just turn that on. And when I'm uh, finished with a phone call, instead of having to find the red circle on the screen and pressing the red circle to hang up, I could use my power button, which is this one here for me on my screen. So we've skipped over some of these uh, accessibility features fairly quickly. It's just to give you a bit of an overview of exactly what, what is available. There's a couple of other ones here that you might uh, want to play around with. Again, they're for, for different things. Switch access, for example, it can allow you to uh, control the phone by using uh, an external device such as a mouse to be able to click on particular things and uh, that can help if you if you have maybe dexterity issues moving around the, the screen, it can uh, help you to control the device. So there's a number of different accessibility features there uh, that can help us to get the full use out of the Android smartphone.
Apologies, I'll have my <coughs> microphone muted. So uh, thanks very much, Jude. That was a good overview. Again, as I said, um, that's really an overview of all the sex accessibility features that are available on Android for, for people with uh, low vision and some of the features for people with uh, no vision. Uh, we we did um, also thank you to Jude and his shaving screen, which actually worked effectively well, I thought too. Um, okay, um, what we're gonna do now is, so just a reminder, um, uh, if you want to ask any questions or you want any um, any more information on uh, Android accessibility, you can ask the questions in our chat area here. Or indeed, if you'd like to send us an email at labs at ncbi.ie. We do have uh, a specific feature that we put together for those people with no vision, which is on exclusively on some quick hits and quick tips on Android talkback. Uh, and uh, JP put those together for us. Um, so we'll just switch over to JP now. Just give me one or two seconds. We get this lined up for you all. Hi guys, so we've just heard from Jude about how we can use TalkBack, the built-in screen reader on Android devices, to provide us with spoken feedback and notifications. We saw how to enable and disable TalkBack by going into device settings and how, just like with VoiceOver on an iPhone or iPad, we can use gestures to move between different items on the screen or move your finger around the screen to explore apps before opening them with a one finger double tap. It's again worth highlighting here that both TalkBack and VoiceOver are actually quite similar insofar as most of the basic gestures with the two screen readers work the same way. So this is obviously good news for any VoiceOver user who's considering switching over to Android. So for the next few minutes, I'd like to share with you a few useful tips when using TalkBack on an Android device. Tip number one is to do with turning on and turning off TalkBack through the accessibility shortcut. So currently there's two ways to enable and disable TalkBack on an Android device. The first option, as outlined in our video earlier, is to head straight to the device's settings app, open accessibility, then select TalkBack. In the confirmation dialog that appears, we tap OK. The second option is to press both volume keys together for three seconds. I'm going to do this now. TalkBack resumed. Setting, sense home on top, weather clock, setting, Gmail, settings. Okay. Double tap to activate, double tap and hold to long press. So now we know that TalkBack is enabled and currently focuses on the settings app on the home screen. If by any chance this doesn't work for you, you might need to go into the settings and making sure that the accessibility shortcut is enabled. Okay, so tip number two is to do with reading and editing text. So the first thing I'm going to do with TalkBack enabled is to swipe right on my screen to find the Notes app on the phone. Gmail, WhatsApp, Keep. Okay. Double so, tap to activate, double tap and hold to long press. So this is my Notes app on my phone. I'm being given some feedback from TalkBack to say that I can double tap to activate this app, which is what I'm gonna do now. Keep on top, X recorder on bottom. 
Edit box. Editing. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. For nobody, enlist two items. Okay, so straight away I'm taking through to the note, and I can swipe left to get through to the title of this note. Edit box. JFK inaugural speech. 1961. For note title. Okay. Double tap to enter text. Double tap and hold to long press. So this is how we can read text. But what if we want to make a change to some of the text that's featured on the page? So for example, here, I can see the third, see the third word in the note that I've made is actually uh, misspelt. I've typed citizens, C-I-T-I-S-E-N-S. -S. So I want to change the S in the middle of that word to a Z. So I'm going to swipe right. Edit box, editing, my fellow citizens of the world, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, for note body. Cody. Now, Delta. what I'm going to do is press the volume down button here to move the cursor back to the S I want to delete. L. Lima. R. O. W. Space. E. A. T. Space. F. O. Space. S. M. E. Okay, so the cursor is positioned directly after the S I want to delete. I press the delete key. S deleted. Type in the letter I'm looking for. Z. And that's it. Okay, so using the volume up and down the email has stopped. That bit easier to edit text in a document like this. Okay, so tip number three is to do it stopping talkback speaking. So, for example, if you wanted to quieten talkback, you don't want to have, for example, a whole document read back to you, there's two ways to do this. I can swipe left in this instance, for example, which would bring me to the title of the document. And what I'm going to do straight away is I'm going to tap the screen with one finger anywhere at all, and it'll stop speaking, hopefully. Edit box. There you go. So I press the screen at one finger, and it didn't even read the message. It just stopped it straight away. This time, what I'm going to do is going to swipe right. And what I'm going to do is cover up what's called the proximity sensor, which is located at the top of the device. And that also triggers TalkBack to stop speaking. So let's see how this works. I'm going to swipe right and I'm going to hold the palm of my left hand over the proximity center, which is located at the very top of my phone. Edit box. Okay, and I stop speaking. Okay, so this is how you this is how you stop talkback speaking on your Android phone. Let's go back to the home screen. Home button. Home screen on top. X recorder on bottom. Okay, so tip number four is using the local and global context menu to navigate websites. So as you navigate an Android phone using TalkBack, there's two menus that are available to help you find settings and controls. There is the global context menu that contains commands that work anywhere. And then there's a local context menu that varies depending on the focus item that you're on. Okay, so what I'm going to do is just some gestures to enable both of these menus. So I'm going to briefly disable TalkBack on my phone, highlight on the screen what gestures are used to open each of these menus. TalkBack suspended. Okay, so for the global context menu, we swipe down the screen at one finger, like so, and then go to the right. Okay, so this is our gesture to open up the global context menu. Okay, on the other hand, for the local context menu, we swipe up the screen at one finger and then to the right. Okay, like that.
Okay, let's put talk back back on. Talk back resumed. So to demonstrate both features, I would now like to open up the Google Chrome browser on my phone. Chrome, home screen. Chrome on top, X recorder on bottom. Technology. Okay, so now we're through to the technology section of the NCBI website. Okay, so let's just say I want to be able to browse through different articles on this page until I find the one I want to read. Okay, so the first thing I do is I open up the local context menu by swiping up with one finger and then to the right. Local context menu, talk back, so showing items one, two, eight of eight. Okay, so this brings up the local context menu where I can search by headings, links, words, line, characters, and so forth by swiping right or left. It's also worth pointing out that the context menu works a bit like the rotor on iOS devices where we can quickly select the way we want to navigate a page, that is by heading, link, and so forth. So in this case, I want to search by headings and landmarks. So I swipe right until I hear that and then double tap. Default, headings and landmarks. Headings and landmarks. Chrome on top, X recorder on bottom. And now what I do is I swipe right on the phone. NCBI Labs email alerts. Article, mobile apps for people with sight loss heading two. Mobile apps for people. Article, Apple doubles down on accessibility heading two. Apple double article smart smart home technology the practical benefits heading to. Okay, so I found an article on smart home tech by our IT trainer Joe Lanigan, which I'd like to read. So I'm going to double tap the screen to open it. Article smart smart home technology the practical benefits. Okay. Collapsed menu toggle button not ticked. So double now, tap to toggle. Double tap to toggle. What I'd like to do is open up the global context menu by swiping down the screen at one finger and then to the right, like an L shape. Global context menu, talk back, showing items one to nine of nine. So I have a few options here. I can read from the top of the screen, much like a two finger swipe down with voiceover to more or less say everything on the page. But what I also have is I have read from next item, which is what I'm going to select. So I'm going to swipe right in the context menu. Read from top. Read from next item. Image of different devices like tablet, smartphone, smart lamps, etc. Graphic, Chrome. Smart home technology, the practical benefits heading one. We are all aware at this stage of smart speakers such as Amazon Echo and Google Home Assistant. It's always a good idea to hear how they can be used in our day-to-day -day lives as someone living with a visual impairment. Okay. So now I can read the article. So of course, this is where the importance of a well-designed and accessible web page comes into play, as we would never be able to navigate a page like this effectively without the proper heading structure in place. This will apply, of course, to, to PDF documents. Okay, so let's go back to the home screen. Home, home screen on top, less, X recorder on bottom. That more or less wraps up my top tips for someone using TalkBack on an Android device. And thank you very much for watching. Talkback suspended. Nice way to finish up there, JP, with a uh, talkback suspended. So uh, thank you to Ch JP for putting that uh, uh, that presentation together for us. Um, that one, of course, would have been more suitable for people who um, have very limited vision or no vision. Uh, JP, just want to unmute your mic there, just so I can.
Sure. Hi. Okay. Hi, Karen. So, I, I think one of one of the things I think we'll do an overall questions piece right at the right at the end. But one one question that jumped out to me um, is how long would it typically take someone to to get used to uh, voiceover or talkback? I mean, it, it, there's obviously a bit of a steep learning curve there. Does it take yeah. take what would be a typical period before people are comfortable? Yeah, with it? exactly, Karen. I don't think it happens overnight. Um, I think it can happen over a number of weeks and even months. Like, you know, you can start off with the basics, like what you went through in that video earlier and what I took, look, looked at there, like just moving through different items on the screen with swiping left and swiping right. And then you can start kind of moving things like, you know, how, how to use the app switcher to move between apps and, and you know, you, you can delete apps, that, that kind of thing. So it does take a long period, um, but you kind of, I'd suggest for anyone who's just looking to use either voiceover or talkback, just, just kind of just Kind of do it bit by bit, kind of ease yourself into it. And you, um, just uh, for everyone else that's out there, we're going to do a, a kind of an interesting session um, in the coming weeks just on people that use iOS voiceover versus uh, talk um, back voiceover. Uh, and also we'll have people that are using uh, low vision. So kind of an interview and discussion on that, which I think should be so a bit of fun. So we're going to battle iOS and Android against each other from an accessibility point of view. Which I think uh, I think will be kind of a, a, an interesting way to um, have to have some fun of it because I think yeah. people that that tend to get familiar with it and spend the time learning voiceover or learning the magnification tools on either device become very passionate about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So, uh, so Jude is going to facilitate that for us. Also, as well, we're we're also looking for people to um, participate in our live events. So people that have a specific topic that maybe they'd like to present uh, here on the live event, please get in contact with us as well. So labs at ncbi.ie, send us an email on what you'd like to cover, or if there's a specific topic that you'd like us to cover, please do get in contact as well um, with, um, uh, with, with NCBI labs, and we will do our best to feature it on an upcoming live event. Uh, I can see there's, there's a few questions coming in. I really appreciate them. As we said, we're gonna we're gonna do an overall question session right at the end. We've kind of had one last thing to run through. So uh, Daniel, who uh, who is here with us, hi Daniel. Hello, Kyron. How are you? So this is a this is a great example of how uh, we get a lot of requests from people around how to use specific apps. So what we've done is uh, well, what I say we, I mean Daniel did all the work. Um, we've put together a presentation which is using uh, iOS Voiceover. Uh, in exclusively to install a Sky Go app, and I think Daniel, you were saying that you got a number of queries in regarding um, how to how to um, uh, view uh, television schedules and things like that. That's correct, uh, Karen. Um, a good few good few people out there they say, right, I've got Sky at home. I enjoy the channels, but it's often difficult to find out what's coming on now or coming on next. And is there a, a, a a way around that. Obviously, the sky boxes they don't um, they don't read back what the program information is about. So what um, I've done here is put together a little piece on showing people how maybe to bridge that. And if you have a smart smart tablet or a smartphone, that you could install the Sky Go app and use that practically as your TV guide. All right. Thanks, Daniel. So if you just give us a second or two, we'll, we'll line up this piece for you. And again, a reminder, keep those questions coming in. We're, we're really, uh, really interested to see so much interaction and it's great that, that people are getting involved. You can ask questions directly here online, or if you prefer, if you're having any trouble with this, um, this presentation, you can email labs at ncbi.ie. We're monitoring that uh, through the presentation. Um, 
So I'm going to hand back over to, to Daniel now and we'll go through a very interesting presentation on how to use um, use VoiceOver to install the uh, an app. And this can be applied to any app and then he'll give you some usage for SkyGo. We've actually done a screen recording as well. So people who, who are watching, they can feel free to watch. But obviously this is primarily uh, geared towards people that are using um, people that are using uh, voice over. So hello everybody and thank you for joining me again today. And we are going to look at installing the Sky Go app. And why we are doing this is we get a good few inquiries from our service users who would like to have an option of uh, reading what's coming up on Sky, the programs, what's on now, what's on next, or perhaps what's on in a couple of days time. And uh, unfortunately, Sky don't have that system on their Sky boxes at the moment where you can have the programming information read back to you. They do though include audio descriptions on some of their programs. So, um, but this does not cover the title and what's about the program and the time it's going to start. So we're going to turn on VoiceOver for our users who are VoiceOver users on iPads and iPhones, and we're going to go through installing the SkyGo app, and we're going to have a look at how we would browse through the channels and uh, find out what's on and find out what's on in the future. So. I'm going to summon Siri to turn on VoiceOver. And VoiceOver is on and we are going to go next for our app store. So I'll describe to you what's happening as I go along and do that. I'm just turning up the volume here. I'm going to swipe right several times until we hear App Store. Cat Club Home, Photo Camera, Remind Notes, Voice, Contact Maps, Find My App Store. Double tap to open. Okay, so I've landed on the App Store now. I'm going to double tap on the screen to open this. Apps, Games, Apps, Stories and More. Search field. OK, so I've landed on the search screen uh, for the App Store. If you don't land on that, just simply place your finger on the bottom of your device's screen and move up very slowly. Apps, tab, three and of five. You get into a bar at the bottom and you swipe Arcade. right. Selected, search, tab, five of five. And you double tap on the search uh, five of five, the tab button there, just to make sure you get into the search screen. Selected, search, tab, five of five, selected, search. Okay, app okay. game to zip, kid app, just in, tick pro, zip, maps, trip games, apps, search, heading. Okay. So I've come back out of the bar at the bottom by swiping left several times, just going back up through the trending list. And I'm at the at the top of the screen now where it says search. I'm going to swipe right until I hear the search bar. Games, apps, stories and more. Search field. OK, so double tap to edit. So search field, I'm going to double tap that and that will bring up my keyboard then to search for Sky Go. Search field, search field is editing games, apps, stories and more. Character mode, insertion point at start, 
So I'm going to place my finger at the bottom of the screen again and just move up so I can access the keyboard. App Store. App Store. Sir, Cafe. 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 H-N space space and so I've typed in sky space go into my search field and now I'm going to go for the search button. L search. I'm holding my finger down on the keyboard and just browsing around until I hear the letter I want release and then double tapping on it. So I'm on the search button now. I'm going to double tap that. Filters button. How we have arrived in the search results screen and what we are going to do is we're going to swipe right until we get to the SkyGo app. SkyGo. Entertainment, sports and movies, four and a half stars, 12K ratings button. Okay, so I'm on the Sky Go app now and I'm going to swipe right once more. Redownload button. Now that has said there, redownload button because I've previously had the app on this uh, device for testing. So normally that would say to you get button. So we double tap on that. Loading, loading. Four percent. Forty three percent. Open button. OK, so as the app downloaded, it gave us a percentage of the progress it has made. And then when it had completely downloaded it, uh, alerted us that we have now got an open button. So we're going to double tap on that to open the app. Open. SkyGo. SkyGo loading. Settings button. Now, so our first thing we get when we get into the SkyGo app is our settings button. I'm not going to explore those options at the moment because uh, I just want to get to the TV guide and find out what's on now and next. But in the settings option, there is the, the facility to set up an account, and link it to your Sky card. And this app, if you want, will record uh, programs for you. So when you get into your Sky recordings on your Skybox, anything you've asked here to be recorded, will have recorded on your skybox in your living room. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to place our finger at the bottom of the screen and we're going to slide up very gently because we have a bar at the bottom that we want to access. TV guide tab two of four. So there are four buttons across the bottom of the screen of the app and I have fortunately landed on the TV guide and I'm going to double tap on that to open the TV guide. Selected settings button. OK, so by default, most screens you open up will just say settings button and you can swipe right then to explore the screen. So I'm going to swipe right once. TV guide heading. So the heading of the page is the TV guide that we're on. Search button. If you're looking for a particular program, you can use the search function here to find the program you want to 
let's say if you're a big fan of um, Emmerdale or Coronation Street, you could type those in, find out the channels is on, find out the times uh, that they're on as well. So we'll bypass that. Selected watch on iPad tab one of two. Now, if you do link your Sky account to the app, you are given the option to watch the programming on your iPad. But we want to find out the uh, complete listings that are on the Skybox. So I'm going to move right once more. Record to Skybox tab two of two. Selected record to Skybox tab two of two. And the reason I do that is because it gives gives us every channel that's on Sky. Um, because the Sky will only give you limited channels to watch on your iPad, whereas if you go to the record Skybox option, it gives you the full listings for every channel. So I'm going to swipe right again. Selected all channels button. By default, it's telling you that it has listed all channels on the list below, which we're going to now navigate down and explore. And I'll just talk you through what happens when you explore each channel. So I'm going to swipe right once more. 101 RTE1 button. OK, so we've got Tap to display channel programs. We've got the RTE1 button and if we double tap on that, it'll bring up the entire listings for RTE1. If I swipe right once more. Play how to be good with money series one at one RTE1 how to be good with money button. So again, if I have my Sky account linked to this app, I can uh, watch it live. But we're going to swipe right one more time. 2.05 p.m. How to be good with money. 2.40 p.m. Ireland on call button. OK, so in this scenario, this screen uh, is kind of an overview screen we got of each channel and kind of what's on now and what's on next. So we found out that RTE1 at 2.05 p.m. today, we've got how to be good with money as a program. And then following that at 2.40 p.m. this afternoon, Ireland on call is another program. Now, if I swipe right again, it's going to bring me to RTE2. 102, RTE2 button. So again, tap I can, to display channel programs. I can double tap on that to open all the listings for RTE2. If I swipe Play right. Lost and Found Music Studios Series 1, at 3 RTE2 Lost and Found Music Studios button. So that's the button to play it now. Again, only available if you have your Sky card and account linked to this app. But if I swipe right once more. 2.05 p.m. Lost and Found Music Studios. 2.30 p.m. Jesse. Button. OK, so we've without going down to all the channels, there's 550 or maybe 600 channels that Sky are carrying at the moment. We've just kind of explored an overview of the first two channels, RTE1 and RTE2. And in each instance, it gives us what's on now, what's on next and the times that these programs start at. But we're going to explore, um, let's say, RTE1 a little bit more. We want to just find out what's on RTE1 only. So I'm going to reverse now and swipe left a couple of times until I get to the RTE1 101 button. Play lost at 102.05. Play how to 101 RTE1 button. OK, so Tap to display channel programs. I'm going to double tap on that there now and that will load up the complete listings for RTE1. Selected today 
Okay, so we've gone in an RTE one. It's informing us that we have loaded up today's programming list. So let's dive down now by swiping right and finding out what's on. Play how to be good with money button. How to be good with money. 2.05 p.m. Record Ireland on call button. Ireland on call. 2.40 p.m. Record East Enders button. East Enders. 3.10 p.m. Okay, so <clears throat> each time I swipe right, it will give me the option to either play or record the program. And if I swipe right one more time, it'll tell me the title of the program and the time it commences. So from, from this point of view, you can find out what's coming up later on RTE1. Now, I'm going to go back to where it said today. So I'm going to swipe left some a few times. Record Ireland, record how to be play, how selected today button. So today it's a button. So that uh, means we can expand that and select a different day. Selected today button. So I double tapped on the today button and it presents me now with a list and I can scroll right down to these. Um, it gives me the next seven days to choose. So I have today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. And I'm just going to go down for today's demonstration and we're going to pick Sunday from the list. So I'm going to swipe right. Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday button. OK, I'm going to double tap on Sunday. Back button. Okay, and our screen now has refreshed. We're still on RTE one, but it has now brought up what's happening on Sunday. So I'm going to swipe right, and we'll get back into the program and lists. Channels search RTE one selected Sunday button. So that's good confirmation as we've swiped right there. It says we're on RTE one, and we have Sunday selected. So I'm going to swipe right again. Record Soul Smith. Button. Soulsmith, 11.40 p.m. OK, so just a little note here. Soulsmith is a film that is going to commence at 11.40 p.m. But because it straddles over midnight, so it's actually 11.40 p.m. on Saturday evening that this program is going to begin. So just watch out for that little quirk where programs start maybe very late, just coming up to midnight and they expand on into the next day. So the Sky uh, Go app will include those programs as being part of Sunday. So I'm going to swipe right again. Record Mr. Methods button. Mr. Methods, 1.05 a.m. Record Mr. Methods button. Mr. Methods, 2.05 a.m. Okay, so there's two of those programs, one after the other. We'll go again. Record call the midwife button. Call the midwife, 2.55 a.m. Okay, so at 2.55 a.m. on Sunday, which is quite early in the morning, call the midwife is on. Now, if you wanted to find out a little bit more about this program, simply double tap on that. Close program details button. Record call the midwife series seven, F7 RTE one button. Call the midwife. So I'm just swiping right down uh, through these to find out what the program is about and I'm going line by line. Series seven, F7. Sunday, 2.55 a.m. 55 minutes. 
So that tells me the program commences at 2.55 a.m. and it's going to run for 55 minutes. And if I swipe right once more. Drama about midwives in 1960s London. Dr. Turner gets involved with a troubled young man and Lucille makes new friends. Meanwhile, Barbara lies ill in hospital. S14 F7. Okay, so that has given us a brief description about the program and we know what's going to come up and we can make arrangements to view that if we like. So I'm going to swipe left now a couple of times just to get to our close programs detail button. Sunday series called amid record call close program details button. So I'm going to double tap on that now just to come out of that. Back button. And it returns us back to the top of our page. A little bit annoying that it does not return you to 2.55 a.m. and that you could continue scrolling. Unfortunately, it's going to bring you back to the top of the page each time. Perhaps a suggestion could be sent to Sky about that, that they could design their app slightly better for voiceover users. But overall, you would have to say it's um, relatively easy to use to get in around the app. Um, for somebody who just simply wants to uh, find out what's on Sky and a little bit of information about the programming that's on and the times are going to start, this is quite simple to get in to use and even if you don't link your sky card to it you're not you're losing out on the record option but at least you still find out the information about the programs so that's a little bit about the sky go app and for those of you out there who would like to be able to uh, find out what's coming up on sky this is the app for you and how to operate it so thank you very much for watching Thank you very much, um, uh, Daniel as well. Sorry, just make sure my, my mic is open. Uh, Daniel and JP, you might just uh, unmute yourselves there so we can um, we can go through a few. Hi, hi, JP, how are you? Okay, well, thank you very much. So um, I think that was, that was really useful. I think a big part of one of the things that we hoped you enjoyed about that is that a big part of what we do train here in NCBI is not just a specific assistive technology or specific mainstream technology, but it's also things that enable you to, to live your life better. So whether that's a, excuse me, whether that's a SkyGo app or whether it's a part of your day-to-day -day life that you want us to give you support on, always reach out to us here in NCBI. We are happy to train you on any element of technology and the support line is always open as well for people and it could be anything from connecting a pair of headphones, it could be how to order food on Just Eat or Deliveroo, Deliveroo, is it Deliveroo? Deliveroo, I don't know, um, and all those pieces. So please do get in contact with us um, on it. Just before we kick off into some general questions, um, which I think Daniel has been um, just noting down that have been coming in, um, if you want to uh, include any sort of uh, content or is there a specific topic that you're looking for us to cover, send us in an email, uh, labs, L-A-B-S, at ncbi.ie, and we'll do our best to, uh, um, uh, uh, to get up a presentation for you on that. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint in a little bit while of just some of the other topics that we have coming up. Uh, but for now, I think what I might do is I'll hand over to Daniel, and Daniel has been kind of monitoring some of the questions that have been coming in uh, via email and via the online forum here. Daniel. 
Uh, thanks very much, Kyron. Yes, uh, we have a couple of interesting questions that have popped in and um, we'll do our best myself and JP here to answer them. So first of all, um, JP, we'll just maybe go back to the top of our uh, webinar today where we had you presenting um, yes. with, with the overview of the Android accessibility options. And one of the questions we have here is, can TalkBack uh, be switched on via the OK Google or the Google Assistant? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and it'd be really, really handy if, if you could do that. But right now, unfortunately, it's not possible to turn on TalkBack with Google Assistant. So if you were to try it on, on your phone at the moment, if you were to say, OK, Google, turn on TalkBack, should immediately respond with saying, sorry, I cannot change TalkBack yet. So the operator word being yet. So it's kind of indicating that Google are aware of it and hopefully working to include this uh, in, in, in maybe a future update. So we'll have to watch watch the space uh, with that feature. Very good, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's something I'd say they'll, they'll work on, um, you know, and that will come out with eventually. Another question from a user about the um, accessibility options. Is there a way of increasing text size on Android? Yeah, and actually, just, just, just like there is on, on iOS, you can certainly do that. So if you just head toward your accessibility settings, and in there there's a font and a screen zoom section. And it's here that you can increase uh, icon sizes and text sizes. Um, so definitely it can be done. Uh, you can adjust this by using the toggle sliders in the menu. And uh, what also is worth noting is that the, there's an on-screen uh, on keyboard size and uh, key colors that can be changed as well. So I know this is something that we're going to be focusing on in an upcoming webinar soon, so you can stay tuned for that. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's important that um, yeah. you know, that we can know where to go, I suppose, to find these settings and what they, what they can yeah. do, uh, even just to raise awareness. So yeah. um, just getting back here, uh, sorry now, and just finding a couple of more questions. Uh, moving on, I suppose, to the talk back. Is it available yeah. in all languages? Oh, languages, that's a good question. Um, it is, you can choose some different languages if you wish. So we looked at there in, in the second demo video today, we saw about how you can open the global context menu. You can do this by swiping down the screen and then to the right, it's like an L shape. Mm -hmm. And from here, you can choose different uh, languages. So what you do is with the global context menu open, you go to text to speech settings. You select settings, and then you're gonna install voice data and from here you can you can select a language from from the draft line from the list um so it can be done uh, there's a few steps there so if someone is is that something someone wants to do they can give us a call the tech support line a call and we, we can talk you through that so it, yeah but a short answer is yes it can be done you can choose different languages to talk back brilliant brilliant yeah um, so that's on the talk back uh just checking here um while you're using uh, either an Apple or an Android, how do you close them using the VoiceOver or I suppose the TalkBack? Um, is that close enough? Is it, Daniel? Close an app, yeah. Sounds yeah. like it, yeah. It sounds, this sounds like it maybe is a feature that I know I, I find really handy and with, with um, on, on Apple devices, like say, for example, opening up the app switcher. I, I think it's what this person could be asking. Um, so does that sound a bit right? 
It does, yeah. I think uh, it's, it's, it's I think it's both platforms. I know on the okay. I know on the uh, on uh, iPhones, it kind of depends on which device you have because I, I personally would prefer mm -hmm. to do it just using a tactile piece, you know, because if you're using an iPhone eight or those, or does the eight? Yeah, if you're using an iPhone eight yeah. or um, an SE, you can just use the home button to close the app. But also, yeah. you can you can definitely ask yeah, Siri. You can say, um, "Hey, Dingus, um, close my um, close my." I'm just saying Dingus because I don't want to say Siri because there's about five okay. Apple devices around me here that will all go off at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, "Hey, Dingus, close whatever," or "Hey, Dingus, um, um, whatever the app is to open," yeah. and that works. Yeah. That works pretty well on Android yeah. devices. Though, uh, Daniel, you're an Android um, user, and I think you are as well. JP, is there? Is there, can you use Talkback to to just instruct the app to close? Something Android. What I, what I usually do now, I I can open up the 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 app overview. Um, so I know you can close apps with Talkback that way. You can move between them, just like with apps which are on your iPhone or your iPad. Um, so to do that, uh, what you do is you can open up the app overview by swiping left and then up, and then you can move between the apps that are open on the device by swiping left or right, and you can open them obviously with a double tap with one finger. This is with Talkback on, obviously, and you can close the app with a swipe left with uh, three fingers. So that can be done. Um, to in, 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 both, in both of those instances, you don't need a visual piece on the screen. That's all using a gesture, isn't it? It is. These are these are all gestures. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just um, um, if if you're using um, the Android, and um, I on one side of your home button, um, I say it is one side because some manufacturers flip this around. The back button, you have the home button, and then you have the app overview button, so you can tap on that. And it, usually there's a close all button there, um, so that can be yeah. that can be used as well. And then just to go back to the iPad users or iPhone users, double pressing on the home button will bring up all the apps, and you can just slide them up up to the top of the screen one by one, and that will close them too. Mm. And I believe VoiceOver speaks to you as you're doing that, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any other questions, Daniel? Um, Sky Go. Um, is Sky Go available on Android OS 2? And if so, can I use Talkback? Right. Well, I'll answer some of that. Um, Sky Go is available on Android. I have it on my own personal Android phone, and it works grand. When it comes to Talkback, I have not thoroughly gone through it myself, but it seems to work decent. Um. I can't say it's absolutely brilliant, but it seems to work decent. I haven't fully tested that yet. Mm. Have you given that a run yet, um, JP? Sky I no, and no, I haven't yet. But you'd like to think it's working well with VoiceOver. It's accessible. It would be equally mm. accessible with Talkback. Well, it's yeah, but like like yourself, same 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 kind of position as yourself, Daniel. On that, probably need to do a little bit more. So I think test. what we'll do is um, let's um, let's do a bit of testing on it, and we yeah. will upload a video to uh, the NCBI YouTube channel. Just to yeah. confirm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel, would you would you do a run through on the on the Android for Sky Go with with Talkback and? And we can yep. upload that um, either at the end of this week or early next week. Yeah, I can certainly. I can indeed. Uh, another what, Sky what they, say, they say on YouTube, they say smash that like button. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
also on Sky Go, how did you summon Siri to turn on voiceover? I didn't quite hear that at the start. Um, okay, yes, I had a little audio glitch there as I was doing that. So uh, hopefully my microphone is loud and clear. I'm just going to demonstrate here. I have my iPhone in front of me and I'm going to go, hey Siri, uh, turn on voiceover. Okay, I've turned on voiceover. Okay, so the voiceover, the voiceover did not come through on my presentation for some reason where I asked her to switch it on, but after it came on, it obviously worked perfect. Everybody, everybody was able to hear it go. So that's how we'd summon Siri to turn on voiceover. And likewise, you can just ask her to turn voiceover off and she switch it off. Very handy if um, you know an iPad in the house has been shared with with brothers and sisters or partners, and you know somebody wants to turn on and off voiceover very quickly and just hand it over to the next person. That's the way that can work. And next question: Is it difficult to link your Sky Car to your Sky Go app, um, JP? Um, it's something that it, it certainly can be done. Uh, it takes it's a little bit tricky, uh, but it can be done. Probably um, best to call your co Sky customer service um, to, do, to do that. Uh, firstly, though, best to set up a Sky account, similar to like a Facebook account that you have on, on the website. And this will make it much easier to link your Sky card to the account, as the Sky customer rep will probably just looking to find your account when you do that on their computer systems. So once it's been linked, you'll be able to view um, uh, much more of the uh, SkyGo, uh, much more of the SkyGo app based on which TV the package that you're subscribed to, and that could be, for example, Sky Sports or Sky Movies or so forth. So does that sound kind of like what you'd, yeah. you? Can yeah, think I, think, I think the other the other thing is just to remind everyone that's that's here as well is that you know if if there is a situation where you're having trouble getting your Sky account to link to your SkyGo app, you can always call us here in the technical support line, and we'd be happy yeah. to help you and guide you through that process that's as well. Um, that's that's what we're here for, and we're always happy yeah. to help. So always give us a shout here in the NCBI, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll 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 guide you through that process if you've any um if you've any support that's needed. It's also worth pointing out as well, guys, is that you know we are available for this obviously as a presentation um, um, and it covers numerous topics. But if there's a topic that anyone that's listening in now or listening in later would like to uh, get some one-to-one -one training on, uh, all of our services are free here in the NCG. So do give us a call. Uh, we, um, one of our trainers, would be very happy to walk you through the process of, um, of getting one-to-one -one training on any topic that relates to technology. Uh, cool. Are we doing one question, Daniel? Um, we just have reached the end of them. Yeah, there's nothing uh, else new have come in. So yeah, quite a broad range of questions have come through. And um, yep, that's it for the moment. Mm. Okay, so what I'll do is um, just to give everyone a reminder, if you'd like to contact uh, us here on the technology team, the email is labs at ncbi.ie, and we'd be happy to uh, answer any of your questions. We really appreciate all the feedback that came through last week, both good and bad. You know, we're learning at this as well, and we're hoping to keep running these as long as you find them useful. Uh, as a reminder, uh, we will be sending out um, a technology update or communication um, to people in general. You can sign up to that on the technology page on the NCBI website. Or again, just email us labs at ncbi.ie and we'll add you to our mailing list. We do have some exciting topics coming up over the next couple of weeks. So um, <clears throat> we're going to be doing, um, next week we have scheduled, we're going to give you an overview of the of the NCBI labs department here in, in on the team and what the actual functions are. 
and why we've decided to to kind of create this sub brand of NCBI Labs. Uh, hint, it's because we're awesome. Um, also, the next thing is that uh, next week we're going to cover off um, an open discussion and uh, from uh, from people who are actually using iOS or Android accessibility. And we have some blind users and uh, some low vision users who are going to um, battle it out to see which one offers better accessibility. We have some quick tips on Apple's voiceover schedule for next week. And then in the coming weeks, we're going to do a session on using voiceover with Netflix. Uh, we've got Google's smart home technology from one of our trainers, Joel Lonigan. He's going to do a, a demonstration on that. And we're going to interview some of you as well. So if you'd like to be interviewed and uh, give us your feedback on how you use um, technology, both accessible and mainstream technology in your day-to-day -day life, do give us a shout at labs at ncbi.ie. We'd love to do a, a segment where you get to showcase how you use your technology from a from a day-to-day -day perspective obviously myself with low vision i i i heavily use uh, uh apple's technology uh, and i can't wait to share how i use my uh, technology day-to-day -day. we're hoping to do a session on bookshare in the coming weeks as well and also on the easy reader app um, it's a great service provided by ncbi and we'll give you an overview of that and coming up as well just some other topics that we have we've um, going to do an NV nvda for beginners course um, we got some Zoom, Zoom text, quick tips, uh, how to use Spotify with, with um, and Apple Music with uh, VoiceOver. We're working on a, on a seeing AI uh, detailed presentation as well. Uh, and there's uh, some more information coming up on Apple TV and how the accessibility features uh, work from that. And then we have also planned a Mac uh, VoiceOver uh, demonstration because Apple offer a free VoiceOver as well. So that's what we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. Again, if you'd like to influence that topics or you think you have something that you'd like to hear, do get in contact with your feedback, labs at ncbi.ie. That's labs at ncbi.ie. And don't forget as well, everybody, that if you'd like to support the NCBI, this is obviously a challenging time for us as much as everyone else. You can go to donate.ncbi.ie and we, anything that you can do to help support the charity is really, really appreciated. All of our services are provided to you, to you for free, so uh, do get in contact with us as well. Labs at ncbi.e. Again, I'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone that took part today. Sean, who's in the background and is managing the presentation, all the technical pieces. He also is one of our leads on the technical support side with JP, another lead on the technical support. So if you ring through to um, the technical support side, you'll, you'll bend to chat to, to those two guys. Also, a big thank you to Daniel as well for taking part and putting together videos. And a huge thank you for you, to you all for um, taking part. We will be uploading these videos to uh, YouTube um, quite shortly, and we hope to get all these live by the end of this week. So if you'd like to uh, listen into them again, or you'd like to share them with your friends, please do so. And that's it from us today on the second NCBI live event. Thanks very much for coming along. Goodbye.